This is AutoLine Extra, available exclusively on the internet. Here again is John McElroy. Jeff, you guys go to enormous <laughs> effort to throw an event like this. What's the payoff? Why is it worth doing it all? Well, I think uh, obviously you're wanting to show your newest uh, products in the best available light. Uh, so we go to some effort to make sure that we do that. Uh, but I think one of the things that we have learned more than anything else, and certainly in the last 10, 15 years, when you're dealing with a luxury brand like Mercedes-Benz, uh, increasingly for a luxury brand consumer, uh, it's the third-party endorsement that really counts. Uh, you can advertise to them, which is about selling. Uh, you can do direct mail to them, which is about telling. Uh, but in a way, public relations and what we do with your, your good colleagues from the Fourth Estate uh, really is a third-party endorsement because they're reading it from a brand that they trust, whether it's Autoline Detroit or whether it's the Wall Street Journal, or whether it's a, a magazine or their, or their local newspaper. They trust that source of information. Uh, so the journalists that we have coming on here are very important ambassadors for us to get what we're doing with the brand, to get what we're doing with the product. Um, and so showing it off in that best setting, and you know how jaded you all are. You know, we have to, uh, we have to do things bigger and better all the time. So uh, it's, um, it's, a, it's a good challenge that we have in order to find new ways of, of, of demonstrating not just the capabilities of the vehicle, but really how the brand does things. And uh, so this is more an expression of what the brand does as opposed to just what the product does too. When it's all done and over with then, what, what kind of porks mortem are you looking for? How do you measure the success of an event like this? Yeah, I mean, there are a number of ways. Uh, obviously, the most obvious one is just looking at the coverage that comes. Um, uh, and I think when I said I've been in this game a long time now, so when I was started this game, it really was all about the thickness, never mind the quality, feel the thickness uh, of the coverage. You just look for cuttings and decks of cuttings. And now it's slightly more sophisticated. We have a, a research company that monthly produces uh, screens of data for me which uh, and the team that look at not just what's been said, the quantity of what's been said, but the quality of what's been said. So the tonality, was it positive, was it negative? Uh, and they split that down into uh, 15, 20 different categories. Now, this sounds all very complicated, and sometimes I think my team think I use it as a stick to beat them with, uh, which I do. But aside from that, it also allows us an opportunity to see if we're not getting the messaging right straight away, what can we do to change it very quickly? How can we uh, emphasize the things that we weren't maybe getting across that we felt very strongly about? So really, it is really we're looking at the coverage, uh, but not just a case of like, we got it in that paper, tick box, move on. It's really how has it been received, was the message across, and then what can we do from that first wave to really what we're doing with it in the second wave, third wave, and fourth wave, or really what is a 12-month cycle for an introduction for us. Uh, these big events are just the first preview. Uh, after this, you know, we may do some local regional events for the local press. They then go into our press fleets, which are across the country, coast to coast, uh, and they're pushed out on a request basis, but also we push them out to people that we want to. So so really the whole process of a car launch for us uh, isn't just the week or the two weeks that we're here. It's really you have to look at it across a whole eight month, even 12 month cycle. And then when the car becomes a bit more mature in the second and third years, we're looking at things to do to refresh it. So uh, uh, we, we keep our babies very close to our chest all the time. Can you measure that in sales? Is there a, a relation to an event like this, a launch of a vehicle, and the ultimate sales success? Yeah, I think, I think what's very quickly you can see, you can see a bump in interest. So we know that when we do something like this and the copy starts going, especially to the online community first, then we notice the hits to our MBUSA site, the interest in maybe some of the microsites that we have for Blue Tech or, uh, or whatever the product is about. 
uh, GLK, you can see spikes in that uh, instantly. So we know that what we're doing here has an effect over there. Uh, I, you know, I don't have, if I had, I wouldn't be sat here right now, I'd be a multimillionaire. Uh, that kind of PR, uh, the holy grail that is like to convert editorial into sales. So, uh, so I don't have that as a piece of paper, but just, you know, I do know that for certain cars, I'm not, as an example, the E55, now the E63 station wagon, not a car we spent one dime of marketing money on, nothing, nothing, not even any real dealer support uh, material for it. It was a special order car. You had to know about it to order it. So dealers didn't keep brochures. There was no cars in the showroom. We spent no money on marketing, but we did a big PR campaign around that car. Uh, and it is a, such a great car that, you know, the press loved it. Uh, um, and we sold really nearly 2,000 of those cars. Uh, so you could, so, and, and so no one would know they existed had it not been for our PR effort. So I know there's a very direct link in that, uh, in that instance, but uh, uh, as to the larger question, no, that's a bit of a leap of faith, but uh, one that we take on a very calculated risk, I have to say. What's it cost to put on at something like this? And, and Priceless. <laughs> you can put no price on this, John. Well, you, there must be a way of putting some price. I mean, the, the media... <laughs> there is. I'm not going to give it to yeah, you. Yeah, okay. Okay. It's, uh, <laughs> but the media coverage, you, there, you can probably oh, assign a dollar sure. value to that. Sure, sure, sure. So uh, one, of the, uh, one of the benefits of the research that we get is also putting uh, you know, a dollar figure to what that is worth. Now, again, you know, it, it's an imprecise science, uh, mainly driven from the voodoo of the Madison Avenue. So we're using kind of advertising techniques to put a PR value on, and uh, I would always suggest that PR is far greater because of that third-party endorsement. Um, but we know that roughly, uh, if you just take this year, for instance, uh, we have a return on the investment of the PR money that we've just been spending in the US of around about $26 million so far this year. Uh, and that's a pretty good return on investment because I you know our budgets are not that big. But um, So we know that of all the tools that we have in our box, PR is one of the ones that pays immediately and pays big. So it's, uh, it's an important part of our arsenal. How do you decide where to go to for an event? And I gotta imagine each time you're, you're trying to say, let's not go back to the same place how do you determine where you should go? You try to say that because uh, you always want to go somewhere new. Unfortunately, when you look at when the cars are coming, so the actual the, the, the market launch, and certainly when we're doing uh, when we first get the cars to the market for our press activities, we don't have a choice of that time. So really, if it's going to be February, you're looking at southern states. If it's going to be the summer, you have a bit more choice, but probably not Miami. So uh, there, you know the roads aren't so good in Florida anyway. So. So really, when you rationalize it all down, there are only so many places you can go at any given time of the year, and there, are only, and there are less of those places that have really good roads for showing the car on. So in terms of our uh, choice of locations, it's actually surprisingly more narrow than you think it is. Uh, pulling the rabbit out of the hat is finding different roads, finding different hotels, uh, and maybe seeing it from that way as opposed to seeing it from that way. So it's, uh, that's the trick. You handle corporate communications, public relations, and all different kinds of things. Mm. On a percentage basis, how much time would you say you and your staff devote to new car launches? How does that fa factor into yeah. everything that you do? It's, I mean, the guys you're going to see on the ground here that I know you're, uh, you're following, these are mainly all the product team. Uh, which is by far the largest part of the department, uh, by far the largest workload of the department and the biggest budget of the department because really we are really all, because what's new, what's news is what's new. So obviously uh, our new product launches probably I would say take up 60% uh, of the budget uh, and probably about 70% of the workload, uh, really. So it's, uh, it's, it's, a, it's, it's an important part. And it's interesting, someone was asking me quite recently about, you know, 
you're doing these new launches? Is it to attract new customers? And just in thinking about an answer to that, I actually had to realize that really when you look at what we do, a little bit of it is bringing new people to the brand, introducing and creating awareness for our new products to some people that might become conquests for us. But actually, probably, a lot of people have made up their mind about what car they want. And when they're reading a review or when they're going through and doing, they already, they, they, their mind is pretty steered to what they want. They just want someone to validate it for them. So for me, a lot of what we're doing here is not just about getting new customers to the brand, it's telling our existing customers and reminding them that they've made the right choice. So, uh, so we're looking for our editorial, not just to uh, entice new people to come to Mercedes-Benz, but to tell existing Mercedes-Benz customers, well done, you made the right choice. When Mercedes globally is planning the launch of a product, uh, how does it determine this is going to be a global launch or mm. these are going to be regional? Because this one that we're at now, I understand, this is, is a global, global launch, launch right? Yeah. Uh, a number of factors. You know, you know, I won't skirt around the bushes with you. I'll be very honest with you because I'm a PR guy. Uh, Obviously, right now, the Euro-Dollar exchange makes it very favorable for my uh, uh, German colleagues to, to look at global launches here in the States. It's about a 35% discount from where we were five years ago. So in that respect, uh, and everyone wants to come to America. The Europeans all want to come to America, especially when they've got strong currency. You know, it's a, uh, that's a nice hook for them, too. So in terms of, like, if you've got two invites, which one are you going to go on? Maybe that might just tip the journalist to come on R1. So that's important too. Um, clearly, when you look at Blue Tech and what we're doing with Blue Tech, the United States was the first market to introduce Blue Tech technology. Uh, our, uh, our diesel emission standards, our bin standards, are the most, uh, uh, the tightest, the most stringent in the world. So obviously, when we're introducing the world's cleanest diesel, it makes sense to do it in the states because uh, we're the first market going to be selling this car. Uh, we are the benchmark standard for the world when it comes. To diesel quality and then where else are you going to do it you're going to do it in Vermont because this is one of the states that we couldn't sell it in before uh, and it's probably the greenest of all green states so bringing the message right to the heart of uh, uh, where it's probably appreciated most. So, so these are, are some of the considerations that you'll make, obviously. Uh, again, it's about timing. So in terms of when we're looking on a US scale about where's the best place, my friends in Stuttgart are looking where in the world is the best place, given the time of the year that we're going to be doing these things. So, uh, and sometimes you'll look at doing auto shows uh, on, on the back of auto shows. So if you've got people already in a certain place, how can we just uh, increase those efficiencies and maybe synergize some of the effort that we're already doing in other platforms that we're introducing Mercedes-Benz to? So. How involved do you get in the details? I mean, do you go through what's the hotel like? What I'm the menu the detail. like? <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I think you know, that's one of my blessings, and, and, I, and I'm sure that's uh, what you've noticed already, spending some time with Rob and Nicole and, and, and all their German colleagues. Uh, uh, these are the experts in detail. Uh, and my job is really to make sure that they get the resource they need, they get the support they need, uh, they, uh, they get to do what they do best, and what they do best is put on events like this, so uh, I'm very blessed.